Look, in the solar business, there's really only two types of people. There's the ones that crush it, make six, seven, and eight figures, and then there's everyone else. The question is, which one will you be? Over the last four years, we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing professionals and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best sales and marketing strategies. So how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. Okay, what's up, solarpreneurs? Got a very special episode today with the one and the only family man, entrepreneur, investor, Q, uh, QB of Life, and two Calm a Club Award winner, Chris Lee here. So welcome to the show here, Chris. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We're excited to have you on. I think you can add a ton of value for our audience here. And so, Chris, you just got back from uh, China. Is that right? That is right. Yeah, we did a, uh, we did a trip to China. Uh, we were pretty exciting spent uh, a week over there met with six different manufacturers so pretty cool okay i saw you went and uh, met with jimmer too is that right yeah uh, we did that. we did we did go uh watch a little jimmer over in shanghai so that was kind of <laughs> kind of interesting uh definitely not the ty- same type of a usa crowd but you know it was cool yeah heck yeah man so it's basketball do the fans love them as much there as they did at BYU. Oh man, they 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 love they love uh, their people, but it was just a just a strange strange culture for basketball for sure. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't wasn't your typical American game. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it. That's awesome. Well, uh, yeah, it looked like a good time in China. So you were just meeting with solar manufacturers out there, getting. Yep. Yep, various different manufacturers. We're actually uh, extending our, our business into the distribution arm. So we're actually going to be supplying solar to other um, other solar installers outside of our, our uh, sales and installation business. So, Okay, cool. And so, Chris, you got um, your company is Solgen Power, and you started on what? Has it been a year and a half or so, or how long have you been in business now? It's actually just been over a year. We hit our, our year mark in November, so we're we're month thirteen right now as as we speak. And uh, yeah, it's been a ride. Okay, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys do pretty much everything online, right? Um, we do sell yep. funnels and so no yep, knock so doors. Correct. Yeah, our background, uh, myself and my business partners, we. We come from the background of the door-to-door world, and okay. for us, the, the longest time, we, you know, just like any door-to-door guy, we uh, want to figure out how do we get out of it. How do yeah. we take the, how do we take the uh, skill set that we've learned and and the money that we've made and be able to multiply that across in a different industry? And uh, you know, so I was in the door-to-door industry for almost 13 years. And, uh, various different uh, companies. I owned uh, owned a couple of companies. Worked for um, Legacy Power. I was part of the, the foundational group there. You know, I came okay. on to Legacy uh, before before they ever had an install on the roof, and and I was the VP of Human Capital over there. Helped build that, and 
And, uh, but yeah, you know, during that, during that whole time and being in the door to door world, we were, we were looking for a better way, better solution. And it wasn't until, uh, you know, we, uh, started getting involved in internet marketing. We figured out a way to, uh, not only go door to door, but go screen to screen and exponentialize, uh, you know, take ourselves uh, exponentially across many screens instead of just one door at a time, you know, 3000 yeah. doors, three, 5,000 screens at a time, yeah. um, is, is a much, much better success rate than, than just going yeah. door to door. So yeah, we've, uh, in the last 13 months, we've built everything online. We do not do any door to door. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. And I don't see that too often. Typically, like once a door-to-door guy, these guys get into that door-to-door culture and they're hooked on it. Um, the company I'm working for right now, um, I know we were talking before, but Thomas Schaefer, he come, came from door-to-door and we're all about door-to-door here. And typically the guys that start the companies that have been in the door-to-door industry um, kind of lean towards that since that's what, that's what they know, that's what they've been good at. And so how did you get into the online marketing stuff? How did you know that was going to work for your company going into the solar industry? Well, I think going back, you know, most, most people in the door to door world, you know, they, they want to stick to the door to doors because of what they know, right. It's a, it's a fear based mentality. Yeah. Um, they're, they're scared of what they don't know. Yeah. Scared to take it in, in. And for me, I always knew that online was, was where it, where it needed to be at and, you know, I started my first uh, internet marketing company back in 2011 uh, with wow. a search, en- uh, search engine optimization company. That was back when SEO was, which w- it was really big, you know, it was uh, inquiry-based uh, type uh, business. But uh, also, you know, quickly found out that that wasn't going to be the future of internet marketing either because inquiry is only uh, really for when, when a customer is inquiring about your, your company, they're looking for bottom price, highest ratings, right? Yeah. I mean, same, same reason when we go on to Amazon, we, we type in a certain product, you know, as long as it's got four stars or better and is the cheapest one available, we're going to get it. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what inquiry based internet marketing is about. And I knew I didn't want to be involved in inquiry because of that. Um, and I love door to door is that, you know, having worked for companies like Vivint and, and other things we can go and sell a premier priced service, right? Because you're able to build so much value when you go door to door. And so for me, once I figured out how to be able to replicate that on a screen, mm-hmm. using, you know, particularly using click funnels and Facebook ads and, you know, other, other different types of things that the fact that, you know, we can educate and build value on a screen, not just on a door, then that's where it really started appealing to me. And I knew it would work. Um, yeah. So, okay. so that's, uh, you know, and initially, of course, it wasn't the first time. It wasn't the second time. It took a lot of, a lot of time and effort to be able to figure out Facebook marketing and, and, and fun sales funnels and everything else. I mean, a lot of trial and error. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, a, there was various different events that, that led up to, you know, finally launching our own company and going full bore into it. Huh. Yeah, that's awesome. And do you feel like stacking up against these companies that are going purely door to door? Do you think you're getting just as many leads, closing, growing a lot quicker than them? Or what's your thoughts on, um, I guess, online well, marketing versus the door? 
hundred percent. So the problem with door to door is you're not building a brand, right? Sure. You knock, you knock on somebody's, you knock on somebody's door. They don't know who they're buying from just ultimately that it's a good offer. Right. Yeah. Um, sorry. You there? Yeah. I, I keep getting phone calls here. Let me uh, put this uh, on do not disturb here. Okay. Yeah, all right. So back at it. So, um, so the thing is with uh, most door to door companies, like I said, they're not building a brand. Like if you, if you go and query the, the national population, most people aren't going to know who Vivint is, even though they're the second largest home automation company um, in the nation. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not going to know who Vivint, they're not going to know who Vivint Solar is for the same exact reason, because their marketing is strictly being done door to door. And when someone makes a decision to go with them, like I said, it's not based off of brand recognition. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but it's very, very little. Where with internet marketing, uh, you know, the value that we're really able to bring is that we're able you know, in, in typical marketing, right, to a customer buys after they see your brand seven times. Yeah. And because because we're able to get across three to 5,000 screens a day, people are able to see our brand over and over again. And on top of that, we're able to educate them in the same way. So it's really the best of both worlds. We're creating a brand that's long lasting. We're creating, you know, one that's that's recognizable. We're, we're creating, uh, you know, something that actually actually works. And so as far as value, like, I believe that we're bringing 10x the value and able to do just as much business as any door-to-door and and better. Like I mean, we've done uh, first first year in business 25 million. Uh, awesome. You know, it it I I'd, I'd be you know pressed to find a, a first year company that has done that right. Yeah. Um, with a, you know 35 to 40 percent margin. Um, so awesome. you know if if you can show a door-to-door company that's done that like good on them but but at the end of the day like i said they're not building a brand that could be potentially sold off yeah because uh so in the and that's the other thing is like in the solar world if you're ever looking to sell your company uh your your company really is about branding because companies that are buying solar companies aren't buying them for the solar they're actually buying them to be able to leverage their brand for additional verticals like hvac or electrical or those type of things but if there's no, but if there's no brand established, they're not going to be able to market that, right? So if you have a well-established brand, like for example, Stolgen Power, who are you know well-established here in the Tri-City area, for us yeah. to get into electric or HVAC or some other additional service, right? That uh, would be you know much more easy than like a door-to-door company. Right. Okay. Because yeah, like I'm working for my company, we're going mostly door-to-door, and that's one of the things I've started to want to figure out is how to build a brand around that i don't necessarily want to start my own solar company right now um but i guess when you were working for vivin and the other companies before you started your company is that something you were trying to delve into building your brand around that as a solar guy or so you know i i always built yeah you know chris the solar guy was always my own personal brand yeah um that that i built and i did as did as much as i could um like when i worked for vivin I was building that brand on Facebook just through traditional types of social media. I wasn't running sales funnels. I wasn't running Facebook ads, but I was building a brand. And because of it, you know, when I was with Vivian, I was getting about 70 to 80% of my business through referrals, right? Because of, yeah. because of that personal brand, right? People wow. knew me as, 
uh, people knew me as Chris the Solar Guy in my neighborhoods, in the areas that I was working door to door. But but yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't doing the amount of internet marketing or anything else like like I am now. Wow, that's crazy. So eighty percent, and was that just from your past customers, or was this people like seeing you on social media that were uh, seeing Chris the Solar Guy and just reaching out to you? How are you getting these referrals? Well, uh, you know, one of the one of the most effective ways to to utilize social media without spending money on ads is having your customers post pictures with you, right? Or okay. you posting your customers and tagging them, uh, you know, and then just getting referrals that way. So, but yeah, okay. it wasn't it wasn't through like organic traffic, but yeah, it, it was it was a referral base for sure. Wow. Okay. So you would just go every install you'd add, you'd show up their house snap a picture with them and then have them post it. Exactly. And tag, tag me in it. And then, uh, and not only, not only tag me in it, but, uh, as their friends and family commented on it, I would not comment. I would actually coach my people on how to respond to it because they're much more likely to respond to their friend or family than they are to Chris, the solar guy. Yeah. True. Okay. That's cool. And you still in your company today, is it still, uh, very referral based you still getting a lot of referrals uh, we, we do like that we do get a significant amount um but uh i mean like i said we've we've moved the majority of our stuff just to you know facebook advertising and and uh you know sales funnels and and we do a lot of uh, uh creative ways to incentivize our customers to give us referrals yes cool it's interesting and so, Chris, here at the, the Solarpreneur Podcast, basically we're all about teaching reps how to not only get leads from knocking doors and from the traditional things, we're trying to teach, kind of build the brand around um, teaching reps how to do what you're doing, that, and that is building their own funnels, building out their systems to get referrals and that. And I know you built your company around that so far. So how does your sales process work? Um, is it pretty much just all sales funnels, Facebook ads, you know, kind of walk us through your process in your company. Yeah. So, so we run, uh, we run, you know, the full extent of sales funnels. Um, you know, we have our different, uh, our different traffic drivers, right? So we are different hooks through, through traffic and, and main sources of our traffic are, you know, social media. We do a lot of Instagram, Facebook, um, we do some YouTube advertising. We do, you know, various different, various different things, and it's typically funneled into a a landing sales funnel, which is uh, either hosted on ClickFunnels or we do some Facebook forms. We do, you know, a few different things, and and there, you know, they they uh, they sign up for a a free quote, a free proposal. Um, they get some additional value add through videos and and education that is done through that sales funnel. Yeah, and then from there. And then, uh, you know, from there, our, uh, we have a, a lead specialist that uh, reaches out to them and, and then sets them up with an appointment with our sales reps. And, and then we do have uh, in, in-home consultations where we close out the deal. Okay. So walk us through um, lead hits the website there and goes in. Are you guys, I think this is one of the biggest struggles I've seen and as I've launched my own funnel. Um, as you know, sometimes you're calling these people, they're not answering um, or sometimes it's tough to get through to them. What's your best strategies? Are you guys calling them right off the bat once they hit the form or 
do yeah, you... I mean, it, if if you don't contact a lead within 15 minutes of uh, of of getting a lead, um, you're uh, you, so within the first 15 minutes, you have 85% chance of of contacting them. And uh, every minute after that, it goes down by 5% until it reaches about, you know, 15, 20%. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, we have various different follow-up mechanisms and softwares where, you know, immediately after they, um, you know, they submit information, they'll receive a text message letting them know the next step of the process is exactly what's going to be happening. Um, and really just setting the, the proper expectations of what the process is. Right. If, if your sales funnel isn't setting that proper expectation, they're going to be a little freaked out when they're getting a funnel or not. Yeah. Um, if you're expecting that, then uh, they're much more likely to answer or respond to a text message. Yeah. So does your funnel say at the end that someone will be contacting them shortly or something? So they're expecting it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, uh, you know, part of, uh, like that aspect is, is, is some of our stuff that, uh, that we hold proprietary exactly, uh, exactly <laughs> okay. how we do yeah. it. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, we do, so another, another, uh, business that I run is, is called biz hacker and we actually educate, uh, solar companies on how to do their own marketing. Um, okay. we've had a few sales reps that work for bigger organizations that have come to, um, our live events, but usually it's, uh, solar owners that, uh, that we deal with. Um, but yeah, we actually, so I'm a, I'm a big advocate that, uh, you should never farm out your marketing, um, yeah. that, that marketing is your, is the baby maker of your, of your business. And the same way you wouldn't, uh, you know, farm out your, your baby making, you shouldn't farm out your marketing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russell and, don't outsource yeah, that, sex life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't outsource your 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 baby making for sure. Yeah. And so I'm I'm a believer in that. And and so instead of telling people, hey, I'll, I'll build a funnel for you or anything like that, I tell guys, hey, the most important thing is is to master your marketing and master how to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to outsource it, then you can once you're able to course correct, right? Because yeah. most most guys, they want to just go hire some lead gen company. They want to hire some random person to go and create leads or build a sales funnel for them. But whenever that person isn't delivering for them, they have no idea how to course correct them. They don't have, yeah. you know, they can't tell them, hey, you need to make this change or make this change because they themselves don't understand marketing. Yeah. And so the most important thing that you can do as an entrepreneur, as a salesman, as a business owner is to understand your marketing inside and out. That way, if you do hire somebody else, you can guide them or you can do it yourself because, because really, like I said, that is the most important. That's, that's what makes your babies. That's what makes your customers. And, yeah. and so, um, so what, one of the things that I do, uh, with, with my business is, um, I have these business owners that fly in for three days and we build out, um, a full funnel, a fully functioning funnel. It's not, we don't teach them how to do it. We actually do it with them. That's awesome. Um, and so that way, when they leave, um, when they leave my place, they, they have all the tools, just all they have to do is turn it on and it's ready to go. That's awesome. That's cool. It reminds me of, uh, I think Russell Brunson used to do something like that. The funnel hackathon, um, where they go weekend and just build out the entire funnel. Yeah. I think yeah. it's really cool that you do that. And I think it's what the industry needs because there's so many people that want to maybe not knock as many doors as they have want to diversify their ways of getting leads and uh what's the biggest 
how long do you, would you say it takes to kind of learn this stuff? And what, what are some of like the biggest mistakes you see as people are trying to create their funnels and that? Um, Cause I know it can take a little bit to get going. Some people get the unrealistic expectations. What are some, I guess, mistakes you see as people try to try to launch these? Well, I, I think the biggest mistake is that, uh, you know, you're only going to, you're going to learn either one of two ways. You're either going to learn through putting the sweat and tears and making a ton of mistakes, right? Or you're going to pay for it, right? Those are, those are the only, the only ways you can do it. And so you got to ask yourself, do I have more time than money or do I have more money than time? Right. right. So um, if you have more money than time, it's better for you to go and pay and learn, hire a coach, go to um, go to a workshop, um, go to go to some of these different events, spend the money to go and learn it. Or if you have more time than money, right, that you can actually just go and, and put in a bunch of time, then uh, then that's then that's what you got to do is just put it put in the time, make the mistakes, um, you know, learn through lots of reading, research, listen to podcasts. Yeah. You know, so I, like I said, the, the biggest mistake, people won't, aren't willing to put in the time or people aren't willing to put in the money, right? Yeah. They want, they want to just know it today and they're not willing to, to sacrifice. And when I talk sacrifice, we're talking not just weeks or months, we're talking potential years, you know, you got to be willing to go at it for, you know, I, like I said, I started my first internet company in 2011, mm -hmm. right? And it, and it didn't finally click until, you know, 2017 wow. for me. So, yeah. um, you know, so like that, that was, you know, a long time. Obviously I wasn't working just in that market for those years. Um, I was constantly studying and learning, but, and then on top of that, what really accelerated my growth is once I really started paying for education, you know, this last year I spent $150,000 in education oh, on, wow. co on coaches and conferences and every, everything else. And, and uh, my only regret is I didn't do that sooner. <laughs> yeah no it's true i think it's the fastest way to accelerate your growth and i've seen i would have not known how to do any of this um but yes just like you had to hire the coach had to invest in myself and you know um people get afraid to to pay out the bucks to learn but got to take the risk got to put it on the line to learn and i think people are starting to see that because yeah when i first uh put out my funnel I had some initial success was getting the leads coming in, but then what I didn't realize is that a funnel, it's not like you put it up and then you can never, and then you never have to touch it again. Right. I mean, you gotta be adjusting things. You gotta be always testing. Cause I had mine launched for about a month and I started seeing it slowing down and I'm like, what is going on? The guy that's the guy uh, that coached me, I just thought I'd put it up there and then be good for life. But I mean, yeah, you gotta the spend the money in. Yeah, I mean the reality. The reality is the market's always changing. The algorithms are always changing, right? So Facebook algorithms, Google algorithms, uh, you know the way, like I said, the market responds to certain things. Like you got to have new, fresh content, new, fresh uh, additions to your funnels on a regular basis. Like it's one of those things. Although we like to say in the internet world, like just you know you're one funnel away or you yeah. know whatever, yeah. like. It, it, it really is a bunch of BS. Like there's no, there's no such thing as free money and you, you got to put in the time, you got to put in the effort, you got to spend the money to, to get there and you got to constantly be educating yourself on, on the new changes of the algorithms of the marketplace, how they're responding and, you know, being willing to, to, 
change with the tides. Yeah, it's very true. And Chris, can you tell us a little bit more about your uh, your funnel building event that you did? How did that, um, what's been the success of the people that came to that? They've been crushing it with their funnels. Yep. So actually we just, we just held our first uh, actual live event uh, in November and yeah, these guys uh, just all launched and, and not only did we, not only did we teach them how to, uh, or, or help them create a marketing funnel to be able to get end users, mm-hmm. get customers, but we also did recruiting funnels for them as well, which was a, a oh, huge thing. Awesome. And so we kind of customized it according to the needs of the guys that were there. Yeah. You know, some are, some are struggling with sales, some are struggling with recruiting. And, and so we, we adjusted according, but yeah, the um, guys have seen a ton of success. Like, uh, I mean, if you go over to, uh, if you go over to my page, biz hacker, I think it's either biz hacker or biz hackers uh, on Facebook, you'll, you'll see a, a number of different testimonials and like just the experience that these guys had coming to the live event. It was, um, yeah, absolutely incredible experience for all of them. That's sweet. And it was a, how many days was it? Just two? It was a, it was a three day, three, three day, day event. And, uh, and I actually, I, we, we hold it very, um, uh, we keep it to a limited amount of seats. I do okay. it at my house. I do it out of my house. Nice. Um, and, uh, so, you know, we make it a, a very personal experience and, and it's not just, you know, come build a funnel and leave, but you know, we, we do Q and A's, uh, you know, we leave, we give as much value as possible to these, to That's these awesome. guys by the time that they leave. Um, so yeah. Yep. And we got, we got Sweet. another one coming up. Uh, we haven't set the date. It'll probably be end of January, um, okay. early, early February, trying to balance around a few events that uh, I'm going to speak at and, and some right of that. On, stuff. Right on. Yep. Okay. And that's, so I'll be three day event probably into January. And then people can find more about that. You said on the biz hacker, was it bizhacker.com? No, it's just uh, biz, just biz hackers on, uh, on Facebook, go to our Facebook page. That's the best way. Okay. We like to keep everything uh, right there. So yeah. right on, right on. Well, cool. Um, I know you got something here shortly, Chris, but um, just take us through when you get these leads and you're going to sit in the home now, um, what's kind of your sales, if you're comfortable sharing, what's your sales process in the home that you have your guys go through as they're trying to close these deals? Yep. So for us, uh, we typically do a two-touch close, whether the first touch is over the phone from the sales rep or in the home. It's kind of preferential depending on uh, the sales rep and you know what comfort level they have. Um, the first appointment's all about setting the proper expectation of what's going to happen in the second appointment right the usage uh you know we uh we explain to them the sales process for us it's an eight step sales process of you know the of step one from when they're first in contact to when the system's turned on right and so we go through that we set it proper expectations like the most important thing you can do in sales is is create the frame and then fill it right so um we frame it out say hey step two and three is we're going to come and tomorrow you know we always make sure that the second follow-up appointment is within 24 to 48 hours yeah say, hey tomorrow tomorrow we're going to be coming back and you know we're going to be going over the design numbers show you how it pencils out show you why it's such a no-brainer and we're also going to be getting you approved for the financing then of course we go over like some of the financing requirements in that first so that we're not wasting too much time with the customer right. okay. um 
And we actually hit on those two steps twice in that first appointment. We go through it once and then we let them know again, Hey, this is what we're going to be doing tomorrow. Right. Okay. And so that way, when we show up in the home the very next day, the very first thing that we do is we go over the steps again. Hey, this is, this is the steps to go in solar. This is okay. what we're going to be covering. This is what we're going to be covering today that you're going to be making a decision. You're going to be signing a couple things. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and just letting them know what to expect. And then we go through the, you know, the sales pitch and presentation and, and close them out. Okay. And what are your stats between how many leads that you're getting? What's kind of the close ratio on that? How many leads do you, you need to go through to be able to close one of them typically? Yeah. So if we, if we're able to get a hold of a, a qualified customer, meaning that they're a homeowner, Right. And, uh, you know, verify that they do have good credit over the phone. We're closing about 35 to 40% of those. Okay. Awesome. I'm sure how many sales guys do you have at your company right now? You know, we range between six and eight. Um, I have a couple partners that occasionally will sell, but I have six full-time sales reps. Okay. So what are the, the top closer at your company? What's, what's been his, um, I guess what's the biggest secrets to closing more deals or what have you seen the difference between the top closers and then the guys that aren't closing as many? I mean, it's closing's pretty simple. You just got to do it right. Most guys don't close because they don't assume the sale and they don't ask, right. They, yeah. they tip, they tiptoe around the, the big questions. They don't, they don't have the huevos to, to, <laughs> to ask, to ask for the, ask for the close. They, they yeah. look for a yes or no instead of just zooming in the sale and, and getting them qualified, right? So, I mean, that sales really is that easy and yeah. uh, no matter how complicated we want to make it. Yeah, and especially solar, I mean, this isn't a thing where, like, alarms, you sold alarms, right? Or, like, yep. I did pest control where we're adding bills onto them. I just look at solar as it should be such a simple thing. All we're doing is replacing what they're spending for electricity, right? And I'm in San Diego, so our people are saving tons of money. I don't know about yep. what. Do people save money in Washington going solar? Uh, not initially. It takes a break even for a while. Yeah, we're, we're six to eight cents a kilowatt hour, so we're nothing like your 30 to 40 cents down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big difference. But, yeah, even not saving, it's like right now people are just renting their power, having paying rates that are going up, and – dealing with all that so it should be such a no-brainer thing when people can put this power plant on their roof and save the money and just really own their personal power plant up there right yep i think that's it's a right no-brainer. okay so yeah that's a big i think secret that we can take away is just the pre-framing so it sounds like you just push it really hard is this is what we're gonna do and just walk them through the steps every time and make sure it's super clear that they are signing things they are getting the ball rolling before you step yep. out of the house, right? Exactly. Okay. Yep. And if people say no, um, what's your go-to? If get to the end of the close and I want to think about it, what do you guys? What do you guys say? Well, I mean, typically, if you if you set the proper expectations, people are not going to want to think about it, right? Okay. Like, I want I want to think about it means you haven't given me enough information to say yes yet, right? And uh, so you haven't educated them. You haven't set proper expectations. You know, with, when, if, you start, if you start the meeting as, hey, you know, this is what we're going to be covering today. We're going to be signing a few things. And they allow you to progress after that point. They're basically saying, I don't have to think about it after we sit here. Right. right. Um, but if you're, if you're, like I said, 
tiptoeing, dancing around it, not setting proper expectations. Yes, you're going to get, I want to think about it all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, but if, if I do, you know, it's, I want to think about it, you know, it, it's the old Brian Tracy clothes, you know, you, you know, uh, you know, everything you need to know right now to make a good decision. So why don't you just do it? <laughs> nice. Lay yeah. down the hammer. I like it. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it, when so and and another thing is like hey typically when when people want to think about it is because they don't they don't have all their answers quite all their questions answered you know what uh, what additional questions do you have yeah and then if they say um you know they ask a question and we're like okay so if i'm able to answer this is that all that's keeping you from making the decision today okay yes okay and then you answer the question and then you close it yeah okay cool and then um yeah, so you find that the leads, would you say that a uh, lead coming in hitting your website, a lot more solid probably than a lead that you have to knock on a door? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, because here's the thing is when you knock door to door, people are naturally skeptical from day one, right? Yeah. No matter, no matter how good, uh, good a relationship you build, no matter how much credibility you have or confidence, they're still going to be a little leery because you're some random dude that knocked on the door and they never heard of your company before where yeah. on Facebook, they naturally think, Oh, this is a big organization. This is, this is someone who's legit. Right. And so through the process, it naturally weeds out some of that natural skepticism that exists in the door to door world. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, cool. Chris, thanks for sharing some tips on that. And just to kind of wrap up here, um, you're big on social media. You're known as the, the QB, right? Is That's that a right. Self- is that a self-proclaimed QB or how did you become the QB of life? No, for sure. So I, uh, I, for most of my football career, I played, uh, I played quarterback. And then okay. uh, later, later in life, uh, I actually coached high school football for, okay. for seven years. And uh, for me, um, you know, I, I gave myself that name several years ago, the QB of life, because I, as I coached my kids, um, the, the biggest thing is the, in the quarterback position is taking full responsibility for everything that happens on the field. Running back fumbles it, it's quarterback's fault. Receiver drops it, it's quarterback's fault, sure. right? Yeah, and true. so, so for me, yeah, it's it's all about being being a, a QB, being the QB of life is is being fully responsible for any actions that I take or others take around me, and that ultimately I can't point the finger at anybody else. Whether or not I'm successful comes down to me. And, uh, you know, those are, those are the principles that I, that I preach, that I teach, uh, that uh, we have nobody else to blame. We are a product of all the decisions that we've made in our life up until this point. You know, the, the place that we live, the car that we drive, the person we marry, the kids that we have, the job that we work, the money we have in our bank account. Those are all decisions that we have made that have gotten us to this point. And unless we take full responsibility and ownership of that, you know, we're pointing the blame and we're never going to be successful. So true. Yeah, I think that's huge. Have you read it, the the book Extreme Ownership? You read oh, that yeah. One? Yep. Okay. I'm a big reader. Yep. Yeah. I try to read a book a week. So that's awesome. Yeah. Sounds very similar to that. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's so true, especially in sales. I mean, it's so easy. And if you're getting leads from people. It's so easy to point the finger and blame. Oh, these are crappy leads that came in. Or in my case where I'm having people that knock on doors for me and send me leads. Sometimes I'm like, okay, well, these people knocking doors just don't know how to explain it right. But it's super easy and sells just blame areas, blame 
different factors, right? So something that yeah. I struggle with all the time and I think a huge limiting belief that a lot of salespeople have. So thanks for uh, reminding us of that. Very, you very bet. true. So where can, just to wrap up here, Chris, where can people find more? I know you said you're a biz hacker, but uh, you're on Facebook just as Chris Lee. Anywhere else that people can find more about you and what you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can follow me at Chris Lee QB um, on, on Instagram, Chris Lee QB on Facebook, just facebook.com backslash Chris Lee QB. Um, you know, pretty much all the social media platforms. I don't, I'm not much a fan of Twitter, although I do have an account. I, I'm not a big poster okay. there, but uh, yeah, in, Instagram, Facebook, most of my, most of my biggest content is, is on Facebook, you know, follow me there and, um, I'll be speaking at a few events, so a couple plugs for events that that I'll be uh, at Funnel Hacking Live. I'll be hosting a roundtable there, um, awesome. and then and then uh, uh, Dream 100 Con uh, that's hosted by Dana Derrick. So I'll, I'll be speaking on his uh, on his awesome. stage there. So uh, okay. just a little plug for for those events. It'll it'll be a good time. So awesome, cool. Well, yeah, definitely look those up. We'll post them in the show notes. But uh, we're gonna be at Funnel Hacking Live for sure. I'm actually staying in a crib there. So thanks for hooking, hooking us up with the Airbnb, the house there. You bet. So we'll look forward to talking more there. Okay. Sounds good, Taylor. Appreciate it. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Appreciate all the info. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. What another amazing episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Now, before we take off here, do us a favor and go leave an honest review on your platform of choice or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps us get the word out about the Solarpreneur movement and impact more entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers just like you. And hey, don't forget to head over to Facebook and join the Solarpreneur group for more daily content that's going to impact you and help you take your sales game to the next level. See you guys in the next episode.